0: Hey y'all, welcome back to our number three here on the Chase Most Podcast. We got Pred to Power Hour with Brian Bastin and Charlie Burris here on today's edition of the program. We had a lot of fun talking about all things Nashville Predators. We talked about Trennan, who... uh, the arbitration case was actually settled uh, not long after we recorded, but we were able to uh, get pretty close to what the final number would be and what that looked like and what uh, remaining uh, dollars are left for Nashville this offseason, where that looks like for uh, the foreseeable future, his place in the team, uh, some world game stuff. Uh, how the contracts as a whole look in Nashville and all that fun stuff. So always a fun time talking all things Nashville Preds with Charlie and uh, Brian. So think you guys will enjoy it as we wrap up here on the weekend local hour shows here on the Chase the Most Podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. So as always, uh, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chase the Most Podcast. Like and subscribe. Check us out there uh, email the show at kiss at gmail.com. Tweet at me at chase double underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. All right. Wrapping up here on a Sunday, uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas Podcast the Chase Thomas Podcast. Um My nephew needs even of course. See, I hate I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello and welcome back. Pred's Power Hour is here because it's Friday, and that's what we do on this Friday local hour edition. Brian Baston of On the Fourcheck is here. Brian, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? not too bad not too bad got the power back uh got destroyed you I don't know if y'all got destroyed in Nashville but in Knoxville uh 2 days ago we got pelted with a crazy crazy storm where the neighbor across the street uh their tree got struck by lightning um, and then that tree exploded and then that tree fell on a power line that connected our two houses mm-hmm. so we were without power for a, a long period of time so wow. there was a reason as to why there was no podcast like in between <laughs> there was like a little bit of a break is that i did not have power uh so i spent a lot of time at mahalo coffee uh working yesterday and <laughs> that that was like wednesday night right yes it
1: Through here like really quickly
0: it was uh, sunny at like seven no cloud yeah. in the sky and uh brian when we say that like it turned into like world war three outside it was mm-hmm. insane like it was one of the more insane storms i've ever heard we
1: were at a cookout at, uh, at a friend's house and we came back and, the, and our power had gone out uh we just weren't there to see it um yeah man oh that was crazy it our a tree fell on our neighbor's house um that's so scary it, man. it's going around <laughs>
0: yeah But that's so scary. We were thinking about like, do we need to call somebody to be like, hey, can you just come look at all of our trees and let us know if this is like what the odds are of them falling on our house? Like, let's just go ahead and get rid of it. Like, what is Mm -hmm. the cost? Let's just go ahead and chop this thing out of here because I don't want a tree to fall on me. That's not something that I really (laughs) am that interested in. But it's way more common than you would think. Like, that's the whole thing is like, you think, oh, what are the odds? It's like, well, I don't (laughs) know. One,
1: it's uh, when I was... Younger, uh, one, a tree that was in our yard fell on our neighbor's house. It didn't fall on our house, unfortunately, yeah. for that guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Uh, and it, it smashed his back, uh, patio and like I think his like breakfast nook window. Mm. The back. I remember that I, I, until like this moment, I've forgotten that that happened. I hadn't thought about that in years. That's funny. That's
0: what this podcast is for, just uh, yeah. going down memory lane. You never know what's gonna uh, call back out, but that's Charlie Burris of ADZ Sports, who's also here. Um, guys, we have some, nat- this is an ostensibly not a weather report in Knoxville, Tennessee, but a Nashville Predators podcast. So we should talk about the Nashville Predators who, as folks are listening to this, maybe most likely Trinan will have made, uh, or the arbitration outcome will have come out. Um, but the question is, uh, so we'll start with you, Brian, if it does come out based on what you think it will be. How much does that influence uh, the possibility that the Preds do other moves? Like, how how are you looking at that now? What's the number? What what are your expectations? And you can be clairvoyant, Brian, here, because we're going to find out one way or the other, if you're correct here.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about I'm going to do a probably try to do a called shot here. So, um, yeah. So, I don't think it's, it's very odd. I don't think it's happened in quite some time where. The arbitrator uh, usually has two days after the hearing to decide uh, the outcome and uh, the amount. But yesterday, I guess that some news came out that he had asked for additional time. Mm. Um, and so as of what, 11, 11, 19 local time here in Nashville, we still haven't heard anything. But I will say this. I'm not quite sure what the holdup might be just for the fact that. I don't see I mean, it's not going to go above his ask, which was like two point four, I think. And then mm-hmm. the the NHL mandated amount that the offer sheet or the offer had was, I think, one point four. Sorry, I don't have that in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, I mean, I don't think that they're, it's going to be because they're waiting on some like it's going to be like three million, you know, and, and as the rules go you know, the player elected for arbitration. So the team will get to decide the term of it. So it'll be one or two years, uh, but they currently right now sit just under $4.1 million. And so, you know, if, even if it was the team ask at like 1.3, that still puts you down at about 2.7, it could go down to two. So whoever that they're, if the Nashville is still looking for players uh, especially free agents, you know, such as a Phil Kessel or something like that, even now, without Trennan's uh contract on on the books, you know four million dollars four point one million dollars doesn't give them a lot of, of wiggle room there, especially since the last few years David Poyle has wanted to leave a three four million dollar you know gap you know underneath the cap so that way he had some flexibility during the season but I will go I will go ahead and say that I'm gonna go ahead and do my call shot I think he gets two years one point
0: eight seven is that million. a win for Nashville yeah,
2: I think so this is a guy who's kind of. You know, he wasn't expected to be as much of a contributor as he is. Mm. Um, they had some, you know, when he signed his last deal, I believe there was a point where he was, you know, thinking about going over to the KHL. Mm. Um, his agent is, is a guy who's pretty famous with, with Russian players to play hardball and make big public comments. Um, but I think it's still a win. I mean, just keeping this guy, having him under, you know, for another year or two, I think is is great. Um, he's another one of those types you can get in there, like a Tanner Janot type of a mold where he's a third, fourth liner at best, but he is extremely physical. Um, he's become a little bit more intelligent as a player as far as discipline and penalties. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, we showed that he could, he could score. And then, you know, he showed up for the playoffs when a lot of the players
1: didn't. So what, you know, my question with him is like, what is that projection? What do you? What are your expectations out of a guy like that? Because he was what 20, 24 points this last year, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, it's a decent season, middle of the roster, probably for the Reds, I'd say. And um, yeah, I mean, are you looking for a thirty plus if you're re-signing him? I mean, that's a lot to ask out of a guy like this, probably. I um, we're do they just exp- do they go like hey a, a 25 point season just match that like what what are they looking for probably
2: yeah i mean get credit where it's due you know he played on all those bottom lines he played with tanner Janot um and you know 24 of those points were 17 goals which is you know pretty pretty high compared to the rest of the team last year um you know we don't have you know he kind of fills in that spot of getting you know nearly 20 goals uh each season like craig smith used to but You know, I think a repeat of this season would be a huge win. I mean, just even getting 25, 24, 25 points, um, you know, I don't think that they necessarily need him to be getting all most of his points through scoring goals. Uh, But, you know, you'd like to see him get to that 30, 35, even 40 level. And I'm sure that the expectations will probably be a little bit higher since they went to arbitration and he's going to get, you know, again, probably around 1.8 to $2 million. So, yeah, you would expect probably 30, 35 points out of that. But I think it's still good. He's a good role player. A lot of stuff he does has to show up on the stat sheet. So,
0: is there any chance that he's not a role player going forward? Is there any chance that there's another level not yet unlocked for him? I like Yakov Trenin a lot as a player. Mm. He's one of
2: my favorite players to watch. I, this is, I think, we've seen him at his ceiling. He could, you know, mm. there could be some things that go. You know, but I mean, he's not going to be a guy that you're going to see dropped in on the second line and you know, alongside Ryan Johansson and Mikhail Gramlin or anything like that or uh, Nino Niederreiter, you know, for that matter, because he doesn't have that speed. Um, he's not, you know, he's not great at exploding space when it's available, but you don't need that for a guy like him. You, he's he's your power forward. He's your, you know, he's your fullback. He's getting right in there and he's causing causing chaos. And so, yeah, I think, you know, this is this is, I think, a higher, you know, his performance last season was probably higher than most expected him to be able to do. So I think that they've got to be pretty pleased with the fact that they've got this guy, um, who who's you know homegrown and was been able to to come up in the system and be you know played
1: eighty games last season. Yeah. Interesting. Plays, plays with effort. That's that's what I want to see out of everybody on this roster because they've just in these years where they've kind of been middling and all this this mediocrity it, that's just been a contagion. It's just you watch them and you go like, really? Is this all we got? Are we really putting it all out there on the ice? And- yeah. I'd argue that last, you know, I I did.
2: I saw that a lot personally. This is my personal opinion with the players under under La Violette. I think that the players are all oh, yeah. from, from all of the talks that we've, you know, I've had and the guys that I've talked to on the team. They're big fans of John Hines as a coach. He's a players hmm. coach kind of guy. Um, and honestly, if last year, you know, If there was an issue, it might have been on the other side of this where there was a little bit too much effort because all that effort translated Mm. into the most penalty minutes in the league. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you got the, you got that dog, you know, he's, he's, he's got that dog in him, but he's not on the leash. And that's a, that could describe a lot of the team, you know, is, is that they got to get him back on leash a little bit. He can't be running around biting children. Um, you know all the time you know if mm. you're gonna play a guy like Tony D'Angelo then by the way but other than
1: that who who do you see as like the the guy who is gonna provide the most value on this team right now because that's that's where I think they've struggled a lot just with some of the really bad deals that Poyle has made over the last few years was just like getting value out of these guys they just haven't found some of those magic young players yet like Who where's it? Where's it? I mean, you was nice. Trinan was nice this last year, but like Mm -hmm. where where is that coming from when you look at this roster? I mean, so,
2: you know, on most years, you know, you would say you'd look at the top of the roster and say, why are we not getting the value out of the top of the roster? But your two highest paid forwards and your highest paid defensemen just blew their you know what they're making phil forsberg's 8.5 now Duchesne's at eight uh yossi's just a little over nine million dollars i'd argue that that we got the value that out of those contracts there um but you know i think it's going to be in a guy you know a similar guy like uh, what Ryan McDonough can bring, um, his he, he contract, $6.7 million, you know? And so that's one of those guys that he's got the experience. He's got the, he's got the discipline, uh, the effort that obviously, as you, you know, just looking at it as what he's done in the last few years, I think he's a guy that doesn't have to come in and score a ton of points as a defenseman. You know, he's there, he's going to be there probably with Matias Ekholm or Dante Fabro um, but I think he's going to provide just by him being on the team, you know, not only when he's on the ice, he's going to provide excellent value, I think, just because he's a great combination of uh, of size and and discipline and uh, vision. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, but he's also going to kind of give you that, that more of that mentor role. So that way Matthias Ekholm can get back to his game. Dante Fabro can develop a little bit more. And so I think what he does, even when he's not on the ice any given shift, I think he's going to bring a lot of value in there. Um, but that's also me hoping, because again, that's a $6.7
1: million contract. So you'd hope that he's going to bring you that value. Yeah. I mean, that's any of those guys, the contracts at the top of this roster just scare the hell out of me. Like they, Spent like a Duchesne. It was a great surprise, really surprise season because I had really tempered my expectations of that guy, and and he you know he came came through. But you just look now like, can you continue that? Same with Forsberg. Can you actually bring that during these seasons where you're making huge cash? Uh, I don't I don't know how I I feel about it uh, at at the moment. But uh, you know I'll I'll keep I'll stay hopeful. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. There's one player,
2: <laughs> one player that's already given a ton of value, and it's kind of still been a sneaky good signing. Is what the, the five million dollar deal with Mikhail Grandland. Mm, yes, that's 11, true. Yeah, ele- he had 11 goals last season, which you know, and that's his lowest uh, in quite some time, actually. Uh, But 64 points, 53 assists, which is pretty incredible, um, especially since he's playing on that line mostly with Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg. But he's been a guy who I've been super excited to see, you know, when he joined the team, just because he has that combination. You know, he's a he's a great passer like Ryan Johansson is. Ryan Johansson sometimes doesn't get the credit he deserves because he facilitates better than pretty much anybody on the team sometimes but you know we see that he is is very you know he's a good he's good on defense he's a guy who's smart he's going to set up those players but he you know he's enough of a threat to make sure that he's drawing some of that attention away and so i don't i i don't expect him to to regress at all he may not hit 53 assists but you know another 60 point season i don't think is out of the question for him and i think at 5 million dollars that's that's rising above that expectation i think That'd be huge.
0: Interesting. Um, the 2022 Global Series Games. Uh, what uh, what have you seen? Uh, what uh, are your takeaways, Brian?
2: Yeah, so this is going to be really cool. This originally got uh, scheduled for uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. And as we know, some things happened in the world that year. Uh, just minor things. Um, I, You're going to specific. Okay. Yeah, I think there was a whole, you know, <laughs> just like a whole disease thing. I'm not sure what it was. But mm-hmm. um, so they went... <laughs> something like that that they went ahead and rescheduled that and so they're going to be opening um the regular season actually um on this european tour so they're going to start with a um exhibition game actually the exhibition game yeah on monday october 3rd against sc burn which you know fun fact about sc Bern is is that is where roman yosi played uh played hockey uh there in switzerland mm-hmm. um and you know there's some guys that who have come up, th- you know, in the league that have come up through there? Uh, John Tavares, Nico Hishier, uh JP Dumont, uh, Sebastian Borlo, who is now the player development head of player development here in Nashville. Uh, Derek Waugh, you know, just just a lot of guys have come through there, and it, it was really exciting to hear about this because at the time uh, when we when the game was scheduled and announced, um, S.E. Byrne had just actually hired. Uh, Florence Schnelling, who was the goaltender for the Swiss nat- Swiss national team in the Olympics uh, about 10, 12 years ago. Um, and so I got to actually talk to her about that, which was really great. She's no longer the GM, I think for I think there was ownership change. And so she, they got she got pushed out. But it's going to be pretty exciting. They're going to have a pretty, um, you know, a really good uh, home crowd to kind of come see, you know, now that you've got You've got Roman Yossi, you've got you know, Nino Ryder, who are who are Swiss players. And so that's going to be great. And it'll be fun to kind of see an exhibition game. And hopefully hopefully the Preds, you know, come out of that one winning eight to one or something like that, as they should. But exhibition, you never know. It could be all the AHL guys in there, too. Um, so they will have that. And I think that's going to be super exciting. And then they actually start the regular season in, in the Czech Republic uh, on the seventh and eighth. And they play the uh, they play the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, they play San Jose Sharks after they finish training camp in Europe. And so that'll be really cool um, to, to see how that goes. And I'm excited to see, you know, it's just a change of pace. It's something different. You know, we had stadiums. We had the stadium series last year. We've had the Winter Classic. You know, this is a regular season game at the very beginning of the season. So it's probably, you know, but it'll be nice to see if Nashville can win one of these special games.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's
1: like that's the thing is that they, they've blown those stadium games. Like, how about we we win one of these I have they I was gonna say have they done this in the have the Predators ever because they've they've done out-of-country games before this is the first time the Predators have done
2: it I think so I think it's I know for a fact that it's the first time they've played a regular season game overseas okay yeah so but I'm not I'd have to go back and look I'm not entirely sure on that one so uh but it's gonna be I think it'll be cool it's the San Jose Sharks they're rebuilding their team from the ground up once again um you know they t- they took uh, they took Luke Cunnan, so it'll be the first time that Nashville gets to see Luke Cunnan again. Um, and again, of course, knowing the rules of how these things usually work in sports, Luke Cunnan will have a hat trick in that game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, as part of his six point night uh and those will be the six points that he sits at for the next two months um that's 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 mean i apologize but you know no, it's probably gonna happen don't worry. yeah yeah it's that's you know just knowing how this usually works but no i mean it's gonna be really exciting the predators have uh some packages you can go through with them to do a whole travel thing and go with it i haven't even looked at the price because oh. i don't even just saying those words i just had like a you know thought in my head saying
1: brian don't even talk about it you can't afford it and never will um it's pretty good. But I mean, things great right now. Yeah, uh, it's not if bad. There was a time to go. I, if you, you know, if you haven't uh, been hit by all the other stuff happening here, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe you're doing okay. But yeah,
2: it would be fantastic. I've been to Switzerland. It's 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 more beautiful than like the pictures even show. Hmm. Like it's just an amazing country. Uh, lots of chocolate. You know, stuff like that. But yeah, it's 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 awesome. And so I'm really looking forward to it. I will have to see because I don't know if they've announced like the time that it's going to be at and what time that means it's going to be for us, us Americans here, you know, but, you know, it'll be fun to have like a late evening or like an early morning game or something. I'm guessing probably like 10 a.m. or something for us um i don't remember how time zones work so i apologize but you know None of us it, do. it's always nice it's like getting it it's like getting uh you know a late night you know thursday night like mac game or something like that getting a little shit. it's the same type of thing you know it's a game that's on that shouldn't be on at that time and so you're like yeah yeah
1: i'm definitely gonna watch that yeah i was gonna say it, it reminds me of the early season college basketball tournaments where you get the the games in mm. maui they come on you know at yeah like well, I guess in in Maui it's a little bit different, but you get those games for some of these early season tournaments that are like, 10, yeah, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I just woke up and there's basketball. on. How about this? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped about that. That that's the the beginning of the season. The I, it's a weird matchup that they chose the Sharks, I guess. Um, but you know, it's if you're playing in the Czech Republic, who knows. Um, Yeah, it it would. There's no matchup that I go like, oh, well, it's in the Czech Republic. Of course, we'll play. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, it should be fun. I'm I'm just excited to have the hockey back. It's always you get all of that ramp up this whole time where we sit with essentially no sports except for baseball. And we just have to twiddle our thumbs all this time. And then it all just goes right at once. Mm -hmm. You get everything. College football starts the World Series. Basketball starts in November. Hockey starts right and it's all just right there. I'm so, I'm like antsy about it. We got to... I'm going to start sweating.
0: There. I need you to stop, Charlie.
1: I, uh, I know. <laughs> I need, <laughs> we're almost there. We almost made it. I'm Joneson. Yeah. I'm like, my head. I, can only,
2: <laughs> I can only look I can only look in on, you know, talking about the business side of an arbitration deal for a player <laughs> that's going to get $2 million or, you know, lo- watching videos of football teams and walkthroughs and street clothes, you know, and being like, oh yeah, that's it. That's what I need. But I'm, you know, you get to a point usually around... July and August, where you
1: start fiending. So, do you around this time of year? I know this is what I do, but uh, am am I the only one? I I watch uh, like clips of games of the last, like for this whole month. I'm mm. like watching like clips of the Kentucky Tennessee game last year. You know the the good
0: moments. Mm-hmm. From last I year, I love that if you watch stuff with that, where they none of the TVs like actually caught the first score of the game. Like it's never yeah. caught. It. Like he's just already running. Like it's just over. You missed the play. That just never. We're never going to see that because I wasn't in the building for it. Of actually, what happened those first two seconds? It's uh, he's already off <laughs> and running. No, uh, no. Well, I, 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 we do know he scored. And, well, uh, that's we'll forget that. People forget that um, the Tennessee Volunteers did beat the Kentucky Wildcats on the road last year. So um, when you're thinking like, oh, Kentucky. SEC East Champions. No, you're Kentucky's losing to Florida and Tennessee this year. Has like they're really losing forget. to both. And Georgia. They're going 0 3 against the big group. Yeah. People forget that. Um, and that's not just a hot take. I think that's a fair uh, assessment. Like you're definitely not so. beating Georgia. Um, Florida bad history there, and I think it's in Gainesville this upcoming year. And it's uh week two, right after Florida plays. My uh, Utah at home, which I think they'll lose. Mm. They're not starting out and two. They're going for blood at that point. And I just feel bad for where that. I don't feel bad. Uh, Who cares? Uh, We uh, we (laughs) can never feel bad for Florida. No. Or Kentucky, really. The whole Tennessee thing I've resolved to is just I've moved on from this part of my life where I'm just like, all right, here's what's going to happen. They're going to beat either Georgia or Alabama, and they're losing to South Carolina at the end of the year. It's going to be the most in Tennessee dumb thing ever. And I, I hate where the South Carolina game is on the schedule on the road in Columbia, that game, I've like, that would be the most Tennessee thing ever is to take one step, huge step forward against like we beat Florida and or Georgia and then drop the dumbest game of all time uh, down, down in Columbia. Yeah, that's uh,
1: 2016 repeat. I mean, that's what that that's would what, be. That's, yeah. That's,
0: that's, 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 that's what I feel in my I gut, know. Charlie. That's what I feel in my gut right now. Um, but, you know, we'll see. No, I'm, I'm with you.
1: The, the, the domination over Kentucky has like kept me alive as a Tennessee football <laughs> fan because mm. Like they they really have gotten a big head in recent years, where they're like, "Well, we're, we're really we're a team. We we know how to play football." No, you don't, Kentucky. Take a seat. No, just stop. We know. Like, it's, just concentrate on basketball. It's okay. Hmm. Except we beat you with that too, so it's okay. Like you, you can you can just be a basketball. The, school. the only
2: the only acceptable time to tell someone to shut up and dribble. to a kentucky
1: fan Uh, Uh, i've done it a few times so what can i say there
0: you go uh the last thing uh we'll talk about here on this edition of the program uh i thought this was interesting the athletics contract uh efficiency rankings and nashville comes in at number 20 um brian this is what what stood out to you about this and do you think that's a fair ranking for them
2: uh, yeah, so, uh, my fault, I told you twentieth it was nineteenth, so oh you know. no. yeah, no, but, but you know what, maybe they've gone up one one spot mm. since yesterday. But um, I'm honestly, I think it's pretty fair. Last season they had they had ranked them at thirtieth, which mm. made a lot of sense because you had Matt Shane, who had not performed well the year pre- previously. Um, Ryan Johansson is also one of those guys, uh, you know, Matthias Ekholm, just based off of, you know, kind of production, um, a, a deal that I like still quite a bit. But, you know, this goes into, you know, the term and the the thing. So, you know, you look at your a contract, so a plus contract, Roman Yossi, obviously same with Philip Forsberg. He's an a minus with his uh-huh. new deal, which is actually pretty. Pretty impressive. It's not what I was expecting to see kind of out of this. Um, you know, Near Rider got a B plus, Duchesne and Tanner Janot at a B, Tolvanen and John Leonard mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at B minus. And then, you know, they've got Mikhail Granlett at a C, which three million, uh, you know, three years at five million. I still don't under, you know, maybe it's purely based on out, you know, output. But I still would think that would be a better deal than a C. And then you've got the D plus and Colton Sissons with with that what was it? It's like seven year, two point nine million dollar deal, which is the weirdest contract I've ever seen, uh. Just because he's like, yeah, I'm gonna stay here and you can pay me, just mm-hmm. whatever. I'll I'll just I'll be here. And then of course there's Ryan Johansson's contract, eight million dollars, there's three years left, um, and he's producing apparently on uh, you know, his value is is you know minus thirteen point five million, so he's underperformed that by. By this metric, um, you know, by that much, which is about as much the same amount what they said with uh, Matthias Eckholm, another D plus that they, they did that. So it's interesting. I think that he they overall graded out better than I would have expected. I think that they're getting to be a little bit smarter with some of those longer term deals. However, these long term deals, some of these like Duchesne and Forsberg look great because they have overperformed those in the last season. And you know if it goes back down and you get Duchesne and he regresses back to what he was doing or even a little bit better, that contract's not going to look as great. And you know that that D for Ryan Johansson, you know you're expecting that they expected that guy that came from Columbus, um, you know that was going to score a bunch of goals every season, and he really hasn't done that and i think you know when Laviolette again when Laviolette was head coach of the team that nashville was the place where forwards came to die because it's just no matter how how skilled they were how you know what kind of a score they they just weren't doing it i mean it's not i don't think it's a coincidence that nashville never had a 40 goal scorer until last season so you know it's going to be interesting i think this is probably right for them as far as their contract situation they've got a lot you know that jeremy lazan two million for four years like he wasn't I, I just I don't understand that one mm. at all. I, I mean I I'm searching. I'm really thinking, trying to figure out why that deal was made. I think it's just because he's the poil, you know, special. He's big. He's strong. Slow skater. And he's going to hit people. So I think, but I mean, eight million dollars over four years,
1: you know, total. Mm. I, I don't quite see that. So that, there you go. Uh, Matthias Ekholm is a. I don't have a subscription to the Athletics. So I haven't.
0: Whoa! What the, are we doing, Charlie?
1: here's here's the real truth they don't to me here just a little sorry to my friend i know people that work at the athletic i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh they don't they don't provide that much they don't have they don't have a tennessee beat writer they don't like provide that much well that's uh, value yeah. to me so, yeah, so i think so, that's like, gone i i have it at other points but mm. they, uh, the guy that they had, they moved up to a national writer and they never filled that spot back in. So, like, their, their coverage, they're really great on the Titans and they're really mm. great on the Predators. And I just don't – like, I, I get paid to talk about Tennessee. So, that's mm. what I want the most in-depth coverage of. Mm. And uh, and also, I, I can write off of my purchases when it comes to that. <laughs> um and, and so I, yeah. So apologies, you know, hire a Tennessee B writer back. I, I had a subscription for a long time and I got rid of it. Two of, things. Uh, First <laughs> off,
2: I did not think about the fact that I could have written off the like $60 in Patreon and subscriptions that I have oh, for dude. sports. Oh yeah. All off. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Second is, you know, Hey, you know, there's only one thing to do if you're going to complain about Tennessee, not having a beat writer at the, at
1: the athletic Charlie, Hello, someone at the athletic. If you're listening, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I don't know if, if I would want to get. I not with that attitude. Oh, well, here's here's the in what I I do. I don't really talk about this that. Much. I got out of the media game. I mm. just, I make like considerably better money now than yeah. I did when I was a writer. And stability <laughs> and things like
2: that. Yeah. No. Yeah,
1: we're working, working all the weekends, working late, working early, doing all the stuff you got to do. Traveling to Hoover, Alabama, and all these places. Ah, you know, I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine without having to drive to Stark Bowl in the middle of the night. You know, I'll yeah, be okay. You don't want to go cover a bowl game in Shreveport? <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: I also don't is, just but... enjoy it the same. Like, for me, when people ask, like, oh, why don't you do the cover? I'm like, there's nothing that I'm... Like, the biggest waste of time is media day now. Like, they give you nothing. There's nothing that you're getting out of the majority of this stuff. And I just... I don't... I don't <laughs> want to be a part of it. Like, it's just not how I want to use my time. So, also... Like sitting in the, I just feel bad for folks who sit in the media box for Tennessee games and stuff like that. Where I'm like, you just miss everything. Like I need to hear the insanity around me. I need to feel the emotion. And I love being there as a fan. And like going to Falcon talks, whatever. Like I'm, I'm just going to go as a fan always. I'm never gonna have any interest in uh, going and sitting in the press box. Like it's just not as fun for me. It's not why I like sports. I liked it and I didn't. Like Hmm. I
1: it. It was obviously a real, a pretty serious workload during, when the season was going on. Yeah, I did morning radio too, so I was up at five a.m. Come <laughs> like during basketball season, sometimes back at the house at midnight. Like it was just brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some real—you get free food everywhere you go <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to those sporting events, so things like that where you go, like okay, you know, makes up for. it. But I agree. Now that I'm, I'm back to being full time. Fan and just doing this on the side, it's so nice to just get back and you can you can let it out. I mean at the at the SEC basketball tournament, mm. like that, I haven't had that kind of release as a fan. Obviously, we won and it was amazing. Uh, Tennessee did, um, mm. but I I haven't had that kind of release as a fan where I just was so like like happy and elated in. Whoa, oh, jeez, <laughs> you're happy and elated right, right there. there? Yeah, uh, I mean, it literally, I. 15 years of course that was more related to tennessee stinking at sports but mm-hmm. i i just hadn't cheered like that and you know from doing media and so long it was it was yeah fun. it helps if you're if you're doing it
2: you know full-time or even just going and covering it it helps if you've come to that realization like i ha- have that i've given up all hope of sports ever <laughs> making me happy um <laughs> and come to just, terms with it you know yeah come to terms with it you know <laughs> expectations are always low and so you could only be surprised hmm. uh but I will say one thing: you you talked about uh, Chase talking about Media Day, SEC Media mm. Days. I would kill. I would. I would be. I would give my left arm to go and do SEC Media Days and have that experience because I love the Predators. I love a lot of the players. They're really great guys to talk to. You know, really nice guys personally talking to players and coaches in the NHL is maybe the most boring thing, I think, in all of the sports, as far as it comes Mm. to the media, because, you know, one, there's language barrier, which a lot of these guys are really great at getting over, but two – It's hockey. I mean, they have all those, those, you know, parody videos online. You're just like, yeah, we know, we really got to work on getting pucks deep. You know, we're, you know, we got to make sure that our our shift times are doing. It's the same. You can play a You can get a bingo card with all the things Mm -hmm. that they're going to say, because usually, you know, the coaches want them to respond in a certain way. You know, I just would love and I really hate that I didn't get to cover the Predators as media. When PK Subban was here, because it was a breath of fresh air. It was like personality, which mm. is something that gets beaten out of a lot of hockey players. You know, I want I want my Deion Sanders moment. I want my Dennis Rodman showing up. You know, I want I need some of that in hockey. You just don't get that. So SEC media days, just so I can sit there and you know listen to to Saban be passive aggressive about somebody. Like heck yeah, I'll take
0: that.
1: There, no, there here's was, what you
0: want is let me tell you folks and this is why i just i love high school football for a multitude of reasons it's one of my favorite things and like actually covering his media like i i love 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 that and i'm excited for where that's going and rivalry thursday and all that and being on the field like i love that because you get animation mm-hmm. you get players and coaches who are completely unfiltered and they will tell you whatever they're thinking about anything like they're honest they'll open up about stuff they'll uh, open up about scheme they'll open up about personnel they'll like they're just if you want to have a real conversation like that's the way to go high school football coaches and players everything else like that is the still the untouchable one where it's like that is a real enjoyment where you can just uh shoot the shit with those guys and they will be completely honest with you and uh all have different kinds of personalities and uh quirks and stuff i i very much love uh high school football and being able to talk with all those dudes that's why it's on the pod every week it's like i genuinely like love 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 doing that yeah
1: go ahead so so i never covered high school football that's interesting to say that but that is as a reporter i mean that's the whole thing is when you can get Mm -hmm. candid moments yes out of out of guys and that uh, that was why there were two things covering tennessee that i i look back on and will forever look back on fondly. it was at it was when everything was falling apart with butch because you kn- you almost knew going into the press conferences on Mondays something weird was going to happen. I mean, it was mm. just – if it, I was there for the whole the uh, Champions of Life. I was there for the Fell on a Helmet with Shai Tuttle. I was there for the Philip Fulmer replaces John Curry and the whole – like all of just <sighs> yeah. the wild stuff that happened through that. And it was – yes, it was all PR controlled, but it was just these moments where you were like – What's going to happen? Where You know, at the press conference where Jeremy Pruitt got fired and and Fulmer goes, well, we did have good recruiting that whole time. And you go, Phil, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> what are you
1: doing? What are you thinking? You know, just stuff like that where it's just like, even when they're trying not to have candid moments, you end up seeing it. And then Tennessee basketball. Rick Barnes is so great. Mm-hmm. He, he Like very much to your point, Brian, like when it's all wrapped up, man, football is – Almost any college football team you cover is like that. They they get the, the PR team in there and they go, hey, don't say much. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Don't, you know, it's it's all PR'd. Uh, mm. and, and Rick Barnes just goes like, you know, we sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> and I'm and then the, the players walk into the room and he goes, hey, there's Fulkerson. He sucked. He was bad. That guy <laughs> right there. And then Fulkerson gets up and he goes, yeah, I was pretty terrible tonight, you know. And it was actually, like, good to cover because they wouldn't just do all this talking around and trying mm-hmm. not to say something without saying anything. Like, that's really the motto with them. It's the worst. And and mm. so those those were the two things where you really didn't know what was going to happen. It, it genuinely was, like, fun to be there for.
2: I do want to put in a little caveat because I feel a little bit bad the longer I sit on lit, you know, what I said. It's not boring necessarily to talk to these. It's just cool. not as entertaining. Yeah. You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get very standard answers unless it's something where, you know, it's a really bad loss or it's you know it's uh, the player you're talking to got into a big fight or something like that. Then you might get you know something like that. But you know, everybody's been really great. Hines has been much better with the media, um, from hmm. what I hear, than LaViolette was. Um, you know, he's pretty straightforward. He's again, he looks like he's a terrifying person. Um, but he's he's pretty nice guy. I've never had any issues whatsoever. Uh, but I just, you know, you just need that guy that comes in and it's like he's too good to tell him to to, to shut up. You just have to let him do it because he's that good. I mean, I kind of had that feeling when you know you get that feeling like when I was at UT and, and Bruce Pearl started. Um, I've got three Bruce Pearl stories and I can tell none of them on this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> that was the kind of guy he was. Uh, he was, you know, one of them was at a children's hospital telethon that I worked at and I still can't tell you that story. So (laughs) it's, you get those types of guys who, you know, when they walk in, you are like, Oh, what's he going to say? Like, I know we're going to have
1: something. What's he going to say? I feel like a lot of people have stories about Bruce like that. That's, that's when I, I was still in college at that point. And I, I had, uh, I worked at a golf course that Bruce was a member at. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just the cart guy during college to make money. And, uh, and Steven would also tag along and i have some similar where i'm kind of like you wouldn't believe what's happened and i'm not gonna say it in public here you know (laughs) not not trying to get sued or whatever uh and so yeah that that seems to be a theme with old bruce um fortunately or unfortunately for him i don't know it's just the kind of guy he is
0: there you go uh well charlie Brian, that is all I've got for today here on the Prince Power Hour. Fun as always, guys. I greatly appreciate you making the time, and uh, I will talk to y'all both next week. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. All right, y'all. That'll do it for... Local hour number three here on the Sunday, August seventh, twenty twenty two edition here on the Chase Most Podcast. Thank you as always for uh, following along here on the Chase Most Podcast and being a daily listener here on the show. So make sure if you enjoyed today's episode and you've not already done so, leave a five star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That is indeed how you listened. It's how other people find the show. Helps other this show continue to grow. All that good stuff. So tell a friend, family member, coworker about Pred's Power Hour and why you like checking out the weekend edition here on the program uh one more part two this weekend we got sports reporters who have indeed reassembled with daily beast robert silverman and the detroit free presses andrew hammond so look out for that right after this here on the chase Limas podcast uh all right that's that's it for me look good eric how'd i do
1: nicely done nephew